All right, all right, all right. Everybody hear me? A couple of you. Awesome. You guys are awesome. Y'all are burning up. I know you're on fire. Bless y'all. You guys are all getting to sit out in your air conditioning. These guys are out here suffering, so uh, give them a big honk. <laughs> Woo! That's awesome. Y'all are awesome. I'm going to let somebody get to the soundboard. Uh, did Pete go back inside? Cool. Uh, if you're happy and you know it, honk your horn. Yeah, all right, good job. Okay, so let me see. Is that going to work for y'all? Thank y'all for being here. We've got a good group. This is a good start. I hope that um, city approval, mayor approval, nation approval, we're going to get to do this again next week at Easter Sunday. Um, we're so thankful to be Amen. We're so thankful to be together. I'm going to keep moving until I feel comfortable, and then y'all are going to have to keep moving until y'all get it where you want it. Uh, but we're so glad you're here. Thank y'all all for being out here. Um, big thank you to our worship team for showing up so early. We've been, we've been here all morning, and uh, this certainly comes with challenges, but this sure beats sitting at home, doesn't it? Amen. All right, well, let me just dive in. If y'all got your Bibles, if y'all got your Bible apps, I can't tell what you're doing. You may be watching movies in your car, so anyway, we're glad you're here. Um, we're going to be in 2 Kings chapter 5. I'm going to read from one scripture quickly from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26. But we're going to be in 2 Kings chapter 5. Uh, and what, what has led me to today, and it's really, God is so awesome because the, the more that I start to dig into what he's saying... Uh, his word winds up just confirming uh, what he's saying to me personally. And so this week, I've really been focusing on washing hands. I don't know if you guys have heard what the CDC and what uh, Dr. Fauci and those um, in, in the medical side are saying, please, our behaviors, washing your hands, keeping your hands clean is so important. Well, that just made me think about what it meant for us spiritually. There is something spiritual going on. Can we all agree? There is, amen, there is a spiritual move happening. Uh, I believe that the Lord is trying to wake us up. I believe Satan is trying to, to literally kill us. Um, but uh, as Pete's saying uh, this morning, there's nothing better than God, and there's no weapon that's been formed against us will prosper. It doesn't say that weapons won't form against us. It just says that they won't prosper. So what's important is that we not only look to the physical side of how to wash our hands, but how do we wash ourselves uh, spiritually? I think that we're in this spiritual awakening, and what's important when we get spiritually awoken is that we do the right things, that we do the things that God's calling us to do. So as I've been working on washing my hands, I started looking at the Scripture about washing, washing by the, it says, by the water of the Word. And that's a scripture from Ephesians chapter 5 uh, that we see about husbands and wives. But it's also talking about God and the church. He's talking about how the church can get clean. So in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 26, when I say husbands, think about God. When I say wives, think about the church. But also husbands and wives, think about husbands and wives. It says, husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word, 
that he might present herself present her to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but that she should be holy and without blemish i believe that even though we are in the middle of a pandemic that god is trying to wash us clean it is god's desire for us to get right and to be clean and we see that that happens by the washing of the water of the word well as i've been preparing and been praying over this I believe, husbands, we have a responsibility to speak good words over our wives. Somebody honked their horn. Prefer preferably husbands. I think all the wives were probably honking their horns, but preferably husbands. It's so powerful, the words that we are called to be speaking, whether they're positive or negative. Your negative words ruin your marriages. Your positive, godly words build and cleanse your marriage. So speak good words over your wives. But we're going to be talking about getting washed in the water of the word. And we're going to go to 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 1. And it's all through 2 Kings chapter 5. And it's talking about Naaman, who was a king who had leprosy. And how he wanted to be clean. One of the Bible's most instructive moments concerning repentance and baptisms is from right here in 2 Kings chapter 5. It's the story of Naaman. We'll just start there in verse 1. Let's let the motorcycles go by. Now Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great and honorable man in the eyes of his master. Because by him the Lord had given him victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor, but a leper. Now, I find it so interesting that even though he has all these accolades, his strengths and successes, and in the eyes of Israel and most of the ancient world, what is identified in him is his disease. How many times does what we have done negatively paint our picture for our life, not what, who we are nor what we have become, what we have done um, where we are going, but that one thing seems to follow us around, whether it's the public or it's your own self. You've not gotten free of that, but we see here he has been a mighty man of valor, a man honorable, but a leper. And at the time these instructions were given for how to handle leprosy involved these special rites and declaration of purification. In Leviticus chapter 13, we see, and this is so funny, that the priest was to quarantine a leper for seven days and re-examine him to see if the plague had gone into remission. And if it had, his garments were washed and he was pronounced clean. If the disease had progressed or remained unchanged, the quarantine was repeated. What are we facing right now? We're facing 14 days. They don't know they're doing this, but they are doing God's word. God's word says when you have these issues, you need to separate and take some time away from everyone. When we start to tank spiritually, we need to separate and reconnect with the Lord. Get back into his word until we see after a week or after two weeks, our things coming out of us has changed. Isn't that awesome? That we need to change. Amen. That the Holy Spirit would work through us. We should see the outworking of the Holy Spirit in us. When we don't see that, we need to step aside and let him pour back into us. But I want you to notice it talks about the disease, the leprosy going into remission, not even totally healed. I want you to know that we sit here as sinners. God cleanses us 
It doesn't even say healed. That's going to sound a little bit strange, but he doesn't necessarily heal us from sin. He cleanses us from sin. We're washed clean. In the New Testament, when Jesus healed a leper or referred to such healing, the scriptures described it as a cleansing. You can see that in Matthew chapter 10 and Matthew chapter 11. But these references to ritual purification suggest a clear spiritual parallel. Sin renders us spiritually unclean. Spiritually unclean. Sin, sin, it condemns us to a life separated from God and the community of his righteous children to a spiritual death. Just like Naaman's leprosy, sin overshadows any great greatness that anything otherwise he had done in his life he could have achieved. But what he's labeled with is with his leprosy. But scriptures teach us that sin does not need to go unchecked. The Lord in his mercy has provided us with a way of securing remission of sin and a way of escaping its deadly spiritual effects. And that happens through baptism, which is washing and repentance. And it's the power to be cleansed. The way to get free of your sin is by washing and repenting. That's how we get clean. But when Naaman heard, he heard from a handmaiden that there was a prophet that could heal him. So what did he do? He went and hunted him down. He went and found him. The guy's name was Elisha. But he went to, he journeyed to the house of Elisha. Because he sought deliverance from his uncleanliness. And he sought his uncleanliness. Listen to this. This is a physical disease that this king went to the prophet. The king went to the Lord for cleansing. I think that's another great word for our nation, that if we would turn to the Lord, we will get free of this. The, the, amen. The physical and the spiritual. The king went to the prophet. And here's what it says in 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 10. Elisha sent a messenger saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh will be restored to you, and you shall be clean. That act would bring Naaman's cleansing, immersing in the Jordan River seven times. But it was so undramatic to Naaman that it offended him. It's like, I don't want to do that. I think he's saying, just wave your little magic wand and make me healed. I think that so many times that even in the situation that we're in physically or in spiritually, we want a pill to take and for it to go away. Give me the chicken pox vaccine and just let it be done. Well, it's not happening that way. The uh, doctors are saying there is no magic bullet. There is no pill. It is our behavior that is going to stop this. But Naaman is wanting the pill. He's also offended that Elisha did not come to him specifically. He got, he got a servant that got delivered the information to him. So what did Naaman do? He didn't do it. And I find that that's where we are so many times as we are waiting for people to do the things for us, but we still expect the godly result. But there is a part that we play. That part was so unassuming. I think we're waiting for waters to part. And Elisha just said, go wash. And go wash in that regular creek down the street. Not the special one, but this creek right here. Look what it says in the next verse. 
Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, He will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. Are not the Abana and the Parfor, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be cleaned? So he turned away and went away in a rage. Are y'all following me at all? Amen. So he said, he won't even come out to me. Won't he just come out and wave his wand over me and me be healed? Or couldn't I go wash in the good water? Couldn't I go wash where I want to? Not in this mangy place. Naaman was angered on two fists. He didn't want to have to do things on his own, and he wanted it done for him. Even when it comes to just genuine baptism and repentance of your own sin, so many times when we come to the altar of God, there's not a bunch of fireworks. There's not a bunch of songs being played. You don't hear the chorus, the hallelujah chorus being played when you go and repent. Nothing happens, which is not true. We feel like nothing happens. But there is so much power in your repentance and your turning to God, even though you don't feel these big things happening. We're waiting for these big things, and God is just wanting you to move. If you will just move toward him, he will come and do everything for you. We see this with Naaman. He commanded him to go and wash. And I also want to say, this is a Baptisty thing to say, but submersion is important. That we go into those waters, that we don't just dab our toe into the word, but that we dive all the way into the word, giving our whole body, our whole self, our whole spirit to the Lord. We must believe in the power of God to cleanse us, and we must humble ourselves before God. We must voluntarily initiate the process of remission by freely stepping into the waters to be baptized by, by humble servants of God whom have been delegated the proper authority. This attendant cleansing, while certainly among the greatest of miracles, is also the least visible. It's not the outer man being washed, it's the inner man. We think we need the outer man, but we don't. We need the inner man. Let's look at 2 Kings chapter 5, verse 13. And I'm almost done. It says, And his servants came to him and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, wouldn't you have done it? How much more then when he says to you, wash and be clean? So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Now, can you imagine if it were you, if you were Naaman, let's just try to put ourselves in that position. Can you imagine? I, I, uh, do y'all remember Yosemite? Is it Yosemite Sam? I can't remember who the uh, the Warner Brothers uh, Bugs Bunny character was. That racket, shagum, ragum, jagum, just fussing, getting in the water. I can't believe he told me to get in this water. I, I'm, this isn't even going to work, but I'm going to go wash one time. Man, that's so dumb. I just did it one time, and this stinks. This water stinks. Dead fish are all around me. I'm going to wash again two times. Oh, man, this is terrible. I'm not getting any better. Three, four, five, six. Seven, when he obeyed the word of the prophet, when he obeyed the word of the Lord, he was completely healed of leprosy. And let me just tell you, leprosy is not something you just get healed of. That's something that, that, that marks your life for the rest of your life. 
most would become a leper and stay a leper and be isolated and secluded the rest of their life. This was an absolute miracle by washing in the water seven times. Now, in a moment, we're going to take communion as a church together. And in that little cup and that little sanitary thing that we gave you is no power. It's juice and bread. Nothing special except that God said it's special. When you open it up, birds don't come chirping out. Rainbows don't fall on you. But the power of God moves in because he said to do it. I believe that the word of the Lord for us today is to immerse in the word. Immerse in the spirit. All in. This is a great time to take time. We think that this is the worst time because we can't work, because we're having to sit at home, and the Lord's saying, no, 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 this time is for me. Give this time for me, and we'll get back to, to life. Now, it may not be back to life as normal. We don't know what it's going to look like. But can we trust God that he's got this? He's not shaken on the throne because of coronavirus at all. He knows exactly what tomorrow is, is to look like. He knows exactly what your tomorrow looks like. And He knows exactly how to provide for you in this time. He says that those blessings come even outside of the rainy seasons. So if you're in a season where it seems dry, we must immerse in the Lord, in the Word. Get in the Word. If I have preached one message since the day I've started, it's been get in the Word. There is no substitute not a, a, what do you call them, devotion, which are great. Not a podcast. Those are great too. Let those be candy to your meat. Your meat, your, your meat and potatoes for, for your nourishment is the Word of God. Get in the Word. Get filled with the Spirit and get cleansed spiritually and physically. God doesn't want to just heal you spiritually. He wants to heal you physically. God is such an awesome God. Isn't he? Amen. So, wash your hands. Change your behaviors. Change. Make a change. Let's see God heal our land. Amen. Amen. All right, I'm going to pray. Where's Pastor Justin? Is he? Okay, great. He'll get on your blue mic. We're going to take communion in just a second, but let me bless you. There is really something spiritual about us being on the hill. I want you to know that uh, Mark and Debbie Davis, who probably live, I don't know, two miles that way, could hear us practicing this morning all the way up on their hill. There is a sound coming out from our city going all over the waves, going out. There were people that came up here on our parking lot because they heard us. Um, God, God is speaking. Father, in Jesus' name, we just ask right now that your word would not return void, but would accomplish what it was set forth to do. And God, what your word was set forth to do was to bless us, to change us, to set us free from, from, from sin and from death and from fear. Father God, we just right now turn to you and turn to your Holy Spirit and ask you to forgive us 
to help us to turn to you with everything that we have. And Father God, that you, according to your word, would heal us. Heal our land, heal our city, bring our jobs back, provide. Be Jehovah Jireh, the Lord our provider. Holy Spirit, we trust you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.